hello and welcome to the dinner table my name is joe hilliard along with always i'm aislin campbell aislin how are you tonight i'm ready for to have some fun well let's have some fun (laughs) okay so several episodes ago i put out a call saying i need help with my recipe organization right because if you've listened to this show for any length of time you know that we use the internet to find recipes Now I've got the recipe. I print it out. I use the piece of paper while I cook. Now I've got this piece of paper. And I was just shoving them into a three-ring binder with no hole punching or any kind of organization. Just shove them in there. Now they're in an entire cardboard file box. Time to make ranch dressing again. Flip, 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 flip. Find the ranch dressing recipe. Use it again. Stick it in there. Tried and true. Or print out another version of the recipe that someone else does. Because ultimately you're going to end up doing your own recipe anyway. I want to move to not needing a recipe because I use it all of the time. And I am there with ranch dressing, by the way. But as an example, I needed to find that paper recipe. I almost feel like there should be this situation where you can just go to something and put in like, I have this vegetable and this rice or this vegetable and this These are the ingredients that I have. And then it just goes. That exists. And that's what I was asking for. 800,000 recipes. Now, I put the call out asking our listeners to come up with some ideas or tell me how they do it, and we got several replies. Someone suggested Pinterest, and I filed that away, no pun intended, as a maybe if there's no better option, but I did not want to use Pinterest. Okay, so why did you not want to use Pinterest? Honest? Well, I hope so. (laughs) We are at the dinner table. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Pinterest seems feminine. Huh. A dude like me, super macho and ripped, is he use what? What he is he using <laughs> I Pinterest? I don't even have a good response for macho and. Well, ripped. weeks went by and I didn't have a solution, so I just started saying, "Well, in the meantime, I'm just going to use Pinterest." And guess what? I've got a Pinterest project. It is all of the recipes that we find and use, mm-hmm. categorized in a very beautiful way. I went there today and noticed that the epic baba ganoush, which was the original recipe, which is spawning my recipe, which got me to make the video that I made for my YouTube channel today. Aislin Campbell on YouTube. You should totally check it out. And I went over there and that original epic baba ganoush recipe was not there. And You hadn't sent it to me. I can make an entire video using Adobe Premiere, but I can't figure out how to work Pinterest. If you send me the recipe, I will file it away. And if you say, I need my baba ganoush recipe, here's what I'm going to do. Joe's board, recipes, vegetables, eggplant. There it is. And that's what I want. That's what I've got. That's what I'm building. It's exciting. So I intend on getting this to a point with enough recipes in it, and then I will share it on our Facebook page someday. I'm looking forward to that. I'm watching it, and I will figure out how to add more things to it. I think it's going to be a fun collaboration, and it's been fun for me to be able to start pulling up recipes and using stuff too. Yeah, so once you get a recipe and you know you want it in our system, uh just send me the recipe. I'll put it in the right spot. I've got chicken recipes. I've got beef recipes. I've got basil recipes. So what you'll do is you'll say tomato. I'm going to do a, I'm going to put this in the tomato recipe category. If it's a tomato based recipe, yeah. But what if it's beef tomato? I will editorially Uh decide the main ingredient and put it in that category. And I guess I could put it in the second category too. There's no limits. There's no, it's the internet. (laughs) Well, there's this new thing that has appeared on our website. Dinnertabletalks.com? Yes, exactly. 
and it's a support button. How do, what is this and how does it work? It is very, very simple. I love dinner table talks. Uh-huh. I appreciate that these folks are creating this wonder for <laughs> me to consume every week. Yeah. They deserve a dollar a month of mine. Five dollars. Five dollars. Ten, fifteen, twenty. Whatever. Twenty-five, thirty, thirty. So you go there, 40. you click support. What I heard you say last week was that it's kind of like putting out a tip jar. Yeah, it's, we just put our tip jar out. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. There are more and more people listening to the podcast all the time. Big time. More and more people interacting, which we absolutely love. What we're asking for from you right now is for you to tell a friend, if you like this podcast Mm -hmm. and it entertains you Mm -hmm. and it makes you laugh, tell a friend. Let's let's do a little role playing, okay? Okay. We're at an imaginary dinner party that we can't have right now. Oh, well, I just was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. I love that podcast. I like Joe Rogan. No, you say, oh, speaking of podcasts. Oh, that's how we're playing this role play game. Right. I'll I'll start over. Yeah, this whole Corona thing has got me listening to a lot more podcasts. Anyone enjoying any podcasts that I may not know about? Oh, 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 I have something. I got a good one. Uh, It's good. We're not in class. You don't have to raise your hand. Have you heard Dinner Table Talks? I haven't. It's amazing. Let me pick up my phone right now and I'll put it on my listen to soon list. This is terrible. And scene. <laughs> and that's why I don't act ever. <laughs> well, after all that, I think it's time now to move right into... Unanswered questions. Your daughter says the gong is too loud. I understand what she's saying because I've been listening to podcasts and watching vlogs and I'm looking for a very specific type of thing and it's to keep it as mellow but funny and beautiful. So the gong wakes you up? Yes. Okay, I'm going to leave the gong this week at the prior level. Next week's gong will be a little quieter. A little bit lower volume. Try that. Last week I said that there was a decline in good old-fashioned American neighborhooding. You took some anecdotal evidence and made a broad statement. (laughs) Welcome to America. (laughs) Have you read social media? (laughs) That is a perfect unanswered question. Mm -hmm. I pulled it right out of my butt. (laughs) And now this week, I can tell you if it's true. I sprayed my drink on the microphone just then. (laughs) Corona everywhere. I can't find (laughs) the article... That backs that up. That backs up your old-fashioned neighborhood statement. Right. However, there is no shortage of articles about how to be a good neighbor. So I thought I'd bring that to the table. It's fun to talk about neighbors. This article that I found, unless your house sits on 20 acres out in the country somewhere, chances are you have neighbors who live nearby. Yes, we do. And as you probably already know, your relationship with them can greatly impact your quality of life. Yes, it can. That's why I feel it's important to brush up on some common sense tips to help you be a better neighbor. So are we good neighbors when you go through this list? You've already read it. Number one, introduce yourself. If your neighbor hasn't introduced themselves within the first week of moving in, make plans to pay them a visit. Do we do this? We do introduce ourselves. You're probably better at it than I am. I like to introduce myself to neighbors because I like to be introduced when I move into a place right. by the neighbor. Our neighbor, Rose, that I mentioned last week, yeah. this is two episodes in a row. 
she came over to our home with a plate of chocolate chip cookies the when, night when we first we moved, moved in. in. Right, she did. Mm-hmm. Now, the goal of the meeting is to learn their names and hopefully exchange contact information. I don't have... I do have yeah, roses do. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This will be helpful if you have questions about the community or more importantly, the number for a great pizza place. I mean, like if someone's moving into the neighborhood, hey, like really moving go. into the neighborhood, they probably do need a few tips and tricks about where to go and what to eat and what the cool places are nearby. When you move in, when you move onto the island here, they deliver a bag to your house with stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, Things to do and places to go. Yeah, and, the, the welcome wagon. I mean, yeah. it used to be a thing. A the, real the, thing. The new neighbors would get like a basket of goodies from local businesses to I'm so help them understand. I'm so weirdly not as social as people think I am. I don't even know how to explain it. I want to you deliver have a very a gregarious personality, and people believe that whenever you're not on a YouTube video or on a podcast, that you're going to be that still. Hey, hi, how are you? Good to see you. Da, da, da. And that's not exactly how you feel. I kind of duck and hide. Like I don't go to the store because if I went to the store and I saw you, I would probably turn and go the other direction. I'm that person. That's what I'm loving about masks at the grocery <laughs> store. I'll be honest with you: is that I can see someone. I'm not feeling social. They might look right at me. Now, my beard sticking out the bottom usually gives me away. But if I can kind of move ninja-like through the crackers. We have a neighborhood grocery store. Our grocery store is two streets over from our home. Yes, we can walk over there. I see the same five people at the grocery store 90% of the time I go to the grocery store. I don't go to the grocery store. I mean, those are neighbors. Uh-huh. There is an inclination to stop and, and chit-chat. And everyone, see, of course, but... how is Aislinn? How is Aislinn? How is Aislinn? <laughs> see, but I don't have an inclination to stop and chit-chat. I mean, I literally do it out of obligation. That's why I don't go places. That's the whole introvert-extrovert thing. But if you think about it, any anybody that knows me would go, but I see you out at networking events all the time. And you go on things and you talk. And I'm like, yes, I do. But where do you see me? And like, how do you see me interacting? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm usually by myself. And then I go purposefully interact with people to talk about purposeful things. There are eight points on this thing. I have no intention of going through them all because I've suddenly become bored with this. And I just want to talk <laughs> about the neighborhood grocery store. But there's two that I want to mention. Pet friendly. Having a pet is a great way to meet the neighbors out on walks, but they can also cause problems if you're not a responsible owner. It should go without saying, but always pick up after Fido if he or she goes to the bathroom on a neighbor's lawn. Pets, man. Any problems I've ever had with neighbors, it's always been about pets. Always try to be mindful of their barking as well, that kind of thing. It just like all kinds of things. Like we had a neighbor in one of the houses we lived at before you and me, they had this Big, mean, I'm not going to name the breed because I don't want to pick on a breed. You don't want to breed shame? No, but that dog was mean and it, it didn't ever bit anybody, but it scared everybody and it would run out of its yard all the time. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's upsetting me. If I find a duke <laughs> on my lawn, I, I get incensed. Do you really? Yes. No, you don't. I do. Why? Because I'm not going to let it sit there, so I've got to handle it, and that isn't my pet's duke. So (laughs) it's either a stray, or it's just a rude-ass mofo. That just walked by and let their dog shit on your lawn. Well. (laughs) I guess I don't notice it enough to be incensed by it. And then the last one is noise control. 
and their suggestion is, and I really want your take on this, no loud noises from 9 to 9. 9 oh. p.m. to 9 a.m. That's like the window. What do you think we, about this? We have neighbors that do not follow that rule at all. And I know it bothers you, but I'm just like, whatever. A party at 2 to 3 a.m., yeah, 12 feet from our home, <laughs> yeah, there was is that. a little obnoxious. It, no, you're right. You're right. It is a little obnoxious. But at the same time, the other side of it is your quality of life is affected by your neighbors. And so what's worse, having a feud with your neighbor that turns into something or just ignoring their loud music? And if it gets really obnoxious, I go out there and talk to them and they turn it down. I have an unanswered question for you. Uh Last week, you said that you used dill and celery powder dried from your garden. Yes. But what do you mean you used your dried in a recipe? Well... When I do not use the dill fresh quickly, or you don't, or we've already got plenty of fresh, I have a herb drying rack. Yes. And a literal entire closet that is the herb drying rack closet. The herb closet. And I place my fresh herbs in the drying rack to dry. And then when I need them, I pull them out and I either crumble them up and put them in a container or... I run them through a little grinder thing, like what a you coffee grind grinder a, yeah. that's Although dedicated it, to herbs. That's not perfect. Herbs. Herbs. I really think I want a freeze dryer. What is this? Well, it'll just dry things like quickly. It's a machine. It'll dry things very fast. Okay. It's not really that, it's really not that hard at all to make dried herbs. So we had like only three celery plants and this was 2019 winter garden. Mm-hmm. We had so much celery that every time I would harvest celery, I would come in and chop up the stalk and put it in freezer bags so that you could use it in stock or whatever. Yeah, broths. And then I would take the tops off, which is just the leafy part, and put that on my drying rack. And that one was really nice to where you could blend it all the way up with the coffee grinder because that's the kind of powder you would use. It's just a, an easy way to use all the different herbs that I grow. And a lot of times I grow herbs because they're good companion plants. They have a good productive value in the garden. Not only am I using it to dry, use fresh, I'm also cutting herbs to put in the little flower arrangement so that we have that smell in the house. Uh, and then they're just pretty too. So when you're planting herbs out there, think bigger and we just got to create some kind of production system because I would love it if I never had to buy McCormick's ever again. Yes. Well, first of all, I am planting a lot more plants this year, a lot more seeds and a lot of it will be herb Mm -hmm. and some of this is going to be planted at the farm and some of it will be planted here. So there'll be a lot more herbs. If you're not on our Facebook page, you certainly should be. We posted a picture of last week's chicken spaghetti. And viewers noticed that the chicken spaghetti in the background, a beautiful green salad in the foreground, and seven pounds of ground pepper on top of the salad. Now, whoever took that photo of their meal has clearly got a problem, and it wasn't me. A problem? Is that what you would call it? A problem. I went to the Ripley's... You're talking about black pepper. Good old-fashioned salt and pepper pepper. I can guarantee you there are listeners listening right now that understand the They're going to go pepper. hunt for that photo and say she didn't use enough? 
Maybe. There was more pepper than salad. It looked like a pepper salad with a couple of... I love black pepper. On a bed of two or three tiny little lettuce leaves. I love black pepper. I put black pepper on anything with tomatoes. It is noticeable. I'm one of those people that takes the top off the pepper shaker at the restaurant and pours pours pepper on a salad. I remember... Or in ketchup or... When we were a courting. Courting. I can't recall where we were, but there were some French fries. Mm-hmm. And you the ketchup next to the French fries like a human would. And then you took the pepper, took the cap off. And I think you might have said, oh, and by the way, I use a lot of pepper. And of course, I'm courting. So I'm like, what? Ah, me too. I love pepper. Anyone that uses pepper is cool with me. And then you <laughs> took half the salt. And then you took half the pepper shaker, rather, and poured it on top of the ketchup. And I was like, this chick's crazy. <laughs> no, I love black pepper. Whenever the waiter comes over and says, a fresh pepper, you, they're your best friend all of a sudden. It's a pepper. I, it, it is funny because people make comment when they're with me. They, like, stare at me. <laughs> they're grinding. But then there's other people that are like... I do that. You know, You're grinding like, and grinding <laughs> and grinding and they're like waiting for you to go, okay, oh, that's God. enough. And they quit. Oh, you go, no, 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 keep coming. And, they, and then they finally go, ma'am, I'm going to have to go get another pepper shaker. You've run this one out. I give up on those people. Moving on. Beans and fajitas. Okay, listen. My mom, this is kind of fun passing recipes back and forth between the two houses. My mom mentioned that she had made beans and ground venison but a recipe from a friend of ours that we had eaten there his beans before just like charo beans or what do you call that kind of just pinto beans just like said a couple weeks ago i want to make more beans right and we've been talking about too the idea that as we get into this time of the year in the summertime where we live there's just not any vegetables coming out of the garden there's okra i got a cantaloupe today there's a few peppers we just the don't. Farmers market's real thin. Yeah, we just don't have. It's 110 degrees right now. outside. What are you going to do? Exactly. So this is a time of year that we have we come up with different things. We have to get creative in different ways. But when we talked about beans before, mm-hmm. the magical I, fruit, hilarious. Keep going. <laughs> I had mentioned that I like a clear broth, not a milky, funky, yeah, you're right. right. And this recipe was one that I remember, like, yes, that he had made beans with ground meat in them, ground beef, ground venison, and it had like a lot of cilantro and big jalapeno peppers, but it was just like that real thin, thin broth. Well, I liked it because it was a no-soak recipe for pinto beans, Mm -hmm. and you do it in your Instant Pot, and you do it in 37 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to post this recipe, and if you don't have an Instant Pot and you want to emulate us, you go get yourself an Instant Pot. You put the beans in there. You put your broth in there. You put a couple of seasonings. You're right. Big sliced jalapenos. Yes. Pop them in there. There wasn't enough of that. The big slices of jalapeno and cilantro, the green. Well, I'm going to make some notes then on my Pinterest board underneath Mm -hmm. the recipe. I think you also said it needed a little bit more salt. Yes. I feel like everything needs a little bit more salt. Maybe that's me. But But this time of year, I crave a lot of salt. And I think it must have something to do with how much sweat we sweat. How much we sweat. You're working outside hard. You're sweating hard. You need some salt when you get back inside. But then in addition to... (laughs) I'm going to buy you one of those at the the livestock (laughs) store. I'm going to hang it on the fence. A big salt lick. (laughs) I'm going to come home from work and you're just going to be out there. (laughs) I made some beans and put some salt in them, honey. Can get off the salt lick for a little while. <laughs> I 
think that this will be our recipe for beans with or without the added venison. Venison. Because one thing about it, it was great, but because it had meat in it, when we went to try to pair it up with other things mm-hmm. like fajitas, mm-hmm. we already had meat. And so it kind of didn't go over as well. Double meat. I told you a couple of weeks ago that I had three pounds of fajita meat and your daughter reserved those yes. for when she was at the house. So yeah. I made three pounds of fajitas. We ate on that for a few days. They were good. They were really good. Do you yeah. know what the trick was this time? According to the recipe that I found that I don't think I duplicate, but maybe just do this every time right i pre-cut it into strips stuck it in the cast iron with a lot of onion a lot of bell pepper and cooked it that way rather than like a steak that you cut after the fact oh you cut it up first i cut it up first okay that makes sense you get your tortillas grain free for you you get the onions and the peppers are already in there some guacamole made that made some pico de gallo you can go back to some past episodes and find that stuff and we had ourselves a feast. Mm-hmm. Some beans on the side. It was like a Mexican food restaurant. And then one night you turned that into quesadillas, which I love quesadillas. That's so. simple. I take the same tortillas. Mm-hmm. Tortilla, grated cheese, fajita meat, grated cheese, tortilla sandwich. You're making a grilled cheese at that point in the cast iron again. Flip, flip. And you got yourself another delicious meal. Restaurant quality is so simple. Absolutely. And speaking of restaurant quality, there was something in our Dagon produce basket the last two weeks that added to those dishes, which was those interesting little avocados. Yeah. Those have got to be like a more native avocado. Yeah, they had big pits. There wasn't a lot of meat. So uh, you were very confused by them. I was because the grocery <laughs> store avocado, when you you know you, yeah. you know what that yeah. looks like. Yeah. This was a tiny little avocado that had just like a it's fraction of an inch thin, of meat, thin skin. But God, they tasted really good. Mm-hmm. You just got to get the pit out and scrape it out. You're mm-hmm. not going to slice this or use this cubed for any kind of recipe. He did say we could take those pits and grow avocado trees, and those avocado trees would grow well here. And I'm like, you know, if that's the kind of avocado tree that we can grow here then that's the one we should be growing here. And that's what we get when we're not buying the stuff from the grocery store. And those are in season. Hey, Aislinn. What? We talk about local food all the time. It's our favorite kind of food. It's all I eat. If you don't know about a local food delivery service where you live, Google it right now. But if you live in Corpus Christi or the surrounding area, your place is Dagon Produce. DagonProduce.com. You go there right now. You order your basket. You get it delivered to your house on a Thursday or a Saturday, or you can go pick it up. I love to see all the different things we're going to get in it. What's coming out of our local growers in August? Use Dinner Table Talks 10 code and you will get a discount, but let's give one away right now. That's so much fun. One of the things that Joel really loves to do is to take photographs of the delicious food that he prepares. So take a photo of a delicious meal that you've made in your home and send it to us. You can get it to us on Facebook. You can get it to us on Instagram. You can get it to us at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. Just get it to us. We'll pick one at random, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll let you know exactly who won. Then you can take home a box of delicious local goodness from Dagon Produce. But of course, if you don't live near us, if you're going to emulate us, Google local produce delivery. Do it in your town today. Your daughter has been around, and we've had some really fun dinner dinner table table conversations conversations recently. She's been making us laugh, yeah. She started back to school a couple weeks ago, 
And they're on that. It's almost like a college student. Tuesday, Thursday classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes. Right, exactly. So I like that model a lot. My daughter's oh, going yeah. to seven periods a day, all day, on a computer. It's terrible. That would be horrible for and me. And they have a 10-minute break between. So she's just been around the house, and we've been running errands together, and she got her first bank account, you know, so we've been doing some, you know, 16-year-old girl is wanting to take on some of her own independence, and I'm trying to trust and we're, we're all for that. give her trust and all of those types of things. So it's been fun to have conversations at the dinner table recently. And so we got talking the other night. Now that the kids have gotten to an age where they basically are busting our balls, like mm-hmm. they're going back at us, yeah. there was some conversation the other night about you that was kind of funny. What do you mean? She pointed out that you talk to yourself. Well, the folks in your <laughs> home know you the best, and I <laughs> I do talk to myself. You were asking <laughs> the other day I was in the bathroom. I came out of the bathroom, and I ran into you in the bedroom, and you said, what were you talking about? A million dollars? And I said, I don't know. And you go, you just said it. I heard you say it. You were coming out of the bathroom. You said a million dollars. I said, I was was just doing that thing where I talked to myself. And then when it came up at the table, I said, yeah, do you want to know what I was talking about the million dollars the other day? And Mm -hmm. you said, of course. I said, Mm -hmm. I was having an imaginary conversation with someone because I just won the lottery. I think that you should talk about that. So I'm glad to know you are talking about that. I'm manifesting that lottery win. Yeah. Come um, on, keep I on do with it. talk to myself, like actually, make and it's it getting happen, worse the older that I get. You talk to yourself all the time, and she asked me at the table, "Well, what are you saying?" Uh-huh. I use it as a tool to rehearse difficult conversations, like maybe work conversations. You must have a lot of difficult conversations. Well, that's a <laughs> a. I use it as a tool to work through difficult conversations. And of course, it's only a, it's a very much a one-sided, two-sided conversation <laughs> right. because I can't predict what the other person's going to do. Right. So sometimes it's a choose your own adventure thing. Like if they say this, I'll say this. If they say this, I'll say this. So I'm rehearsing. B, when I talk to myself, I am imagining. I am dreaming. And when I get caught, <laughs> I'm very, very embarrassed. It wasn't the only thing that she brought up. Sydney. That you're like a cockroach at night? That you skitter around the house in the middle of the night and eat out of the pantry? I don't know about the cockroach and, part, but... And you, f- you fling cereal bits everywhere behind she you? She basically pointed out that the f- most frustrating thing in our home, which is good <laughs> on mo- us... The because, most frustrating thing right. in our home. Well, there's two parts to this. The most frustrating thing at home is when she goes in the morning, we're both at work, to get the box of cereal out, and it's, <laughs> it's literally empty. <laughs> She goes, why do you put the cereal box back empty? Because I don't want anyone to know that I ate all of the cereal. You're very good. Early to bed, early, early to rise, makes a lady healthy, wealthy, and wise. You go to bed, so I'm up alone. That's where I'll catch up on my beer in a movie movies sometimes. And there's nothing better than a movie on the couch by yourself at 1130 at night than a bowl of cereal. My window's still open in the intermittent fast. How is that possible? Because I had, we hadn't eaten until six or five to break the thing. We all have our little... I'm a late night Picadillos. Picadillos. We had another conversation at the dinner table tonight that was about my bed, well, yeah. bedside chocolate habit. Melted chocolate in the bed. <laughs> Now, I know <laughs> like that you granny. are quick to say, you're flinging cereal all over the couch. <laughs> I'm not melting chocolate on it. <laughs> I need chocolate. And I have to have chocolate. 
Like I can't go to sleep so, without some chocolate. So I mentioned that there have been a few times where chocolate is the answer, not cereal. And I have to tiptoe into the bedroom because you keep your chocolate stash on the nightstand table. And I don't want to rattle the bag or rattle the wrapper and wake you up. Because waking you up unexpectedly, if I open the door or whatever, you bolt upright and scream. I'm going to back away from the microphone now. And it, look at that. It will scare me, and I gotta like rush over to you. It's just me, it's just me, it's just me, it's just me, it's just me. Yeah. And then you're back out again. I grab the chocolate and run. Backyard TV. Tonight's top story. Let's go to Joe. I have a timer on my phone. Eight thirty p.m. Go shut the chicken door. It went off I while know. we were on this thing. I'm gonna have Is to their s- door still open? The door's still open. I'm going oh to have gosh, to sneak off have and go do it their... in a second. Okay. I went a little later than that the other night. It was dark. There's a firefly inside <gasps> of the coop. Aww. I have not seen a firefly at my home for 15 years, 10 oh. years. Huh. Where you have can... all the fireflies gone? I don't know. But we when have you were a kid, system. were there fireflies? I remember seeing them in the hill country. Mm-hmm. That was where we saw them the most. But you never saw them when you were growing up? At... I don't remember seeing them around See, when here. I was a kid, I'd see fireflies all of the time. And I read an article recently about the decline of fireflies. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Texas Monthly Magazine. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me that I saw a firefly in our already awesome backyard. It mm-hmm. went up 10 points back there. Joy filled. Joy filled. That's cool. I'm really excited that you saw that because that means we have a really strong ecosystem back there. It turns out that firefly numbers are decreasing all over the country and all over the world due to several factors like light pollution, pesticide use, and loss of habitat for development, Mm -hmm. which totally makes sense. But then I found an article just for this conversation, help fireflies make a comeback. Here are a few things you can do to help fireflies in your area because they're still around. Uh-huh. But they're just not Clearly in the concentration around. that they were where you uh-huh. would see them more often. Install water features in your garden. I have that. Allow logs to rot. Fireflies spend up to 95% of their lives in larval stages. We have those. Refrain from using lawn chemicals. We do not use no any lawn problemo. chemicals. Plant a garden. Gardens are meccas for fireflies, helping to replace their lost habitats. Oh, yay, me. I made fireflies happy. Plant trees and native grasses. Don't overmow your lawn. Don't rake leaves and bag them up for the trash. You're raking up firefly larvae and discarding them. We don't do backyard TV every week. Uh Uh-huh. But we do it when there's something special. Yeah. And the other night I had a special moment with a firefly in our backyard. Oh, that's super cool. I'm really happy about that. I thought so. That makes me feel good about our backyard. And that makes me feel good about the moment that you had. And thank you for sharing it with me. I appreciate it. I came inside and I said, we're doing backyard TV this week. What what happened? I can't tell you. Oh. I wanted to get your reaction. Maybe after the episode, we're recording at night. We'll look for one. We'll go out and look. Yeah, exactly. Get a couple in a jar. And... You made something the other night that I really like. It's actually one of my old recipes that I re- really used to like to make a lot of. Back in the day when I was a kid, picadillo, 
was one of those things that one of my best friend's moms made fairly regularly. It was like the household goulash of their house. And so I would always eat dinner over there whenever she made that because it was really good. And so I was one of those things that I like to make when I did more of the cooking in my household and all of those types of things. So basically it comes down to the idea that we just don't have the same vegetable production that we had before. So we're using what we have, which is winter squash over there that's been put away on the side that now, okay, now we need to use this because we don't have anything else to use. We're using potatoes because the farmers have stored potatoes and they're starting to pull out their potatoes to sell. And we're using the ground meat that we have in our freezer because we have a lot of ground beef right now, right? Or ground Ground meat. Ground beef flush. Yeah. So I said, picadillo, let's make some picadillo. And you're like, I don't really know anything about that. I've heard the word, but I'd never ordered it in a restaurant or I don't think. Well, it, it does it come me. on the like breakfast taco menu a lot. Oh, does Picadillo it? will be one of well, the Well, the next things. time I'm at a breakfast taco place, I might order it just to see what a restaurant thinks picadillo is. It was one of those things that when I ate meat at the restaurant, I ate picadillo from restaurants pretty regularly. So I did a few things. I went and looked up picadillo. I looked yes. through a bunch of recipes and You're I think we were in the house together. I was like, this, this, no, no, that's not right. And then I found one yeah. that was right. Something important during the discussion of recipes, and this is something that a lot of people would, anybody that's ever eaten picadillo before would think about. And that is, I'm really, really picky about olives. I don't want olives just randomly in things. Well, picadillo usually has olives in it. And I was like, no, when you called out Found the recipe. Found a recipe without olives. Find the recipe without olives. I, I don't want yeah. olives in it. I immediately put it in my Pinterest board but in here. the trying soon section. It is now moved to the beef section. Perfect. Every single recipe that I found called for canned tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. This recipe that I found, you make your own tomato sauce. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you saying so that. So that was a fun little step. Uh-huh. So it's fresh to, tomatoes? Yeah, you just bring your tomatoes to a boil, meaning you put them in the cold water, they come to a boil, then you're done. Some people will use the opportunity to take the skins off, but I did not. You just transfer that to a blender, add a little bit more water. I used the water that I'd boiled the tomatoes in, onion half, a few cloves of garlic, and you blend it in the Vitamix until it's smooth. Mm-hmm. And then more onion, more garlic. Serrano pepper, mm-hmm. lean ground beef, potatoes, uh-huh. carrots. You said, nope. Not carrots. Leave the carrots out and use some acorn squash. Yes, because we're using the carrots right now to eat like fresh hummus and all of that kind of stuff. But we've got these acorn squash over here that the acorn squash had gotten so close to being a pumpkin that they had turned from green to orange. Uh-huh. So they were like super sweet. And you could taste the yeah, sweetness of the acorn squash. Carrots are sweet too when you cook them. So right. it was a good substitution right. given the produce that we had in the house. Yeah, and I think that it was perfect and I enjoyed it and I would like for you to make it again. And you served it up with some tortillas mm-hmm. and that was great because you could eat it like a taco I or you could like We ate it more than it. once and we, we put some beans on the side, the beans that we, we talked about earlier in the episode. Yes, we eat a lot of Mexican food down here. That's the truth of the matter, or Mexican-style foods. We live where we live, and I enjoy that influence, to be honest with you. I completely You agree. go two hours north of us, or even farther north, certainly, and you just can't get a decent breakfast taco in this country. It's a damn shame. There was one aspect of this recipe that we had a conversation about, 
and that is that it called for two tablespoons of chicken bouillon granules. Now, I ain't buying that trash, <laughs> but I can't substitute with chicken stock because they don't want you to make stock with the granules. Uh -huh. They just want you to add granules to the natural juices that come out of the tomatoes, etc. the tomato sauce that you've made. So you literally read me the ingredients to the bouillon. Huh? Now, you know, there's the cubes. Right. They're all little individually foil packaged. Yeah. And then there's yeah. like coffee grounds, but it's powdered version or granule version. I can feel your toes. You're playing toesy with me. <laughs> well, that's all for tonight. Good night. What were we talking about? Well, I, I'm, doing, I, I'm just warning you. I'm doing an unanswered question next week about what is chicken bouillon. Now, we all know that it's concentrated stock, but it's in hard powder form. And I want to know how that occurs. Yeah. But what we saw was that it's just basically freeze-dried, dried, whatever, chicken broth mm -hmm. with a bunch of crap added to it. But I've got stuff that's come out of your garden, like celery powder. Uh-huh. So I said, I'm just going to go nuts with some spices instead. It was good. It worked out. It had the flavor, but it wasn't there enough. Right. And, I, I believe you, because that's a concentrated flavor. Two tablespoons. Think about two tablespoons of uh -huh. chicken bouillon granules. Yeah. I'm going to figure that out. Yeah, two tablespoons. That is a lot of salt. It's a ton. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used to use bouillon way back when I was first learning how to cook, and it, it got cut out real fast. And then I started using it stock, is so and I would buy stock. It's but... so interesting that you say that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reuse this recipe, but I'm going to bring you into the kitchen to help me with the flavor profile for the missing ingredient that is the chicken bouillon that we won't use. Yeah, the flavor profile is my domain. A few more dashes of celery powder, we would have had it. We would have had it. Do you want to play table topics? Yes. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to pull it from the love and happiness box. Is that cool? Yes. I'm feeling a lot of love and happiness tonight. Oh, good. You look like it. Here we go. Oh, this is a good question. This is what love and happiness questions should be every time we pull them. Okay. What are your best memories of our courtship? Oh, my best memories. I bet we share them. My best memory. I've got three. Oh, God. There's so many. Okay. So the one that keeps coming to my mind like right away is a moosh boosh. That's a good story. I didn't have that one. It was my birthday weekend. It was Christmas time. Oh, this, we were still figuring each other out. Big yes, time. early. We and took you, a trip out of took, town. We went to San Antonio for the weekend mm -hmm. to the, walk the river walk. I knew you wanted to eat weird. And you took me to a farm-to-table restaurant in San Antonio, which was a really big deal at that time because that was so new. It barely existed in, it was, in south of Austin. It was very expensive. It was very expensive. <laughs> and we did everything. And it well, was they, so I remember great. they had a five-course. No, they had a three-course or a five-course or a seven-course. Mm -hmm. We're going all in. Did we go seven-course? I think we did. No, surely we didn't. I think we did. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> but he did bring us out an amuse-bouche. An amuse-bouche. Amuse which was the first time either one of us had ever heard that Never before. Never heard that word before. This is an amuse-bouche. Oh, oh, thank you. So that was, there was an that? unanswered question yep. that became the start of our unanswered question answering. That's right. <laughs> what, what does that mean? It's just something the chef made tonight just for the guests. It's not part of the menu. So mm -hmm. I think we Googled it after the waitress left, so we didn't look like a total What's an bunch of tools. Total tools. <laughs> uh -huh. It was a small little bite. We each got a bite. I can't. Uh -huh. Do you remember what it was? No, I don't either. Uh 
good, good memory. Yeah, that's uh, a good Do you want one. me to go, want to go back and forth a little yeah, bit? Yeah, you go, you go. ACL the very first time. Yeah. We had never done anything big like that. A full weekend of music all day long, hotels. I mean, like for an extended time. It was good in the sense that we got to kind of know each other's habits when it comes to travel. Because every single one of my favorite memories from our courtship comes from travel. Oh, yeah. A weekend well, trip to Wimberley where we did that whole craft beer experience with the... Yes. And we, and we went into the antique shop. Our funniest memories for me are when we're in some sort of a store putting on a show <laughs> for all the people around us. I'm just putting on a show for you. If there is a casual audience nearby that happens to be having the time of their lives listening to you and I, just good on them. We've had a traveling podcast all the years we've been together. We just decided <laughs> to get a couple of microphones and put it down. And so that's what I think about with like some of the stories. I guess it could be travel, but it's not just that. It's that easiness about our friendship, you know, that mingles into all of those spaces. We do our worst arguing on vacations too. So I don't want everyone to think that everything's all rosy and picture perfect. We have a, our really best fights on those same exact vacations that we have our really best memories. Can I make a suggestion? No. Move ninja-like through the crackers. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. Last week, I... What? (laughs) Where'd my voice go? (laughs) 